what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of niche on niche it's so glad to have you here whether you're listening uh, on the toilet uh in your bedroom in the car wherever it may be thank you so much for clicking play uh we do really do appreciate it i'm shane i'm rachel i'm derek and we are your hosts for niche on niche um Derek and Rachel, how have y'all's weeks been? Mine, mine has been uneventful. Uh, so, you know, I feel like you two probably live much more exciting lives. So has there anything <laughs> been going on with you guys this week that maybe you want to share with our listeners? Actually, something really big happened this week. Um, I just got hired as Ooh. a medical assistant at a neurology clinic. Woo-hoo. And nice. I was really excited because I've been trying to get another job in some kind of healthcare aspect because... People know I was working as an EMT for a while, but I stopped because I went back to school full time. But also I was having a lot of back problems. So I thought about going back, but I'm like, I don't know if my back can, my young back can handle that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was looking for other uh, healthcare jobs for a while. And I just kind of landed on, on this position and, and I interviewed on Monday. I basically worked a full day with them and got to know the doctor and the other MAs and just spent the day. And I mean, it it worked out really well. I was all other MAs, we vibed really well, and the doctor was super nice too, and wasn't super like intense or anything, which I was nervous about because on the interview they sounded super intense. So I was kind of scared, but they were super friendly, and we vibed really well. And and I got hired. I'm gonna start next week. Woo! Awesome! That's so tight. What about you, Rachel? Um, definitely fantastic because Derek got a job in that aspect. <laughs> um. The rest of the week, it was very exhausting, but very meaningful because I had my first solo week in student teaching. So I was the top dog. I was the basically the lead teacher this whole weekend. We had some amazing conversations during our social studies time because we were talking about um, citizenship. What does it mean to be a citizen? what are our rights and responsibilities as citizens. And it just tied so nicely into the conversations we've been having here about um, like voting rights even. Mm. And it's amazing how much conversation, like really in-depth conversations you can have with fifth graders, which I'm not used to because I'm used to being like with kinders or first graders and we're like (laughs) singing songs all the time. But now we're talking about, voting rights and like you know equality and all that kind of stuff so it was really great mm-hmm. and we you know shared personal stories and just really made me think about how great it is to be working in this field and how much love I have for children um, which kind of leads us actually into our guest for mm. today because when looking back in my life there was the baby there was the (laughs) child the og child in my life that really kind of opened my eyes to the wonders of childhood that opened my you know love for young kids and uh that child is with us today he's a child no longer though unfortunately Mm. he's a grown to be a very tall senior in high school you know and i cry (laughs) yeah i just can't even put my i can't even wrap my head around how big he's gotten but today we have a wonderful guest he is haram kim and we're so happy to have him here today haram say hello to our listeners oh hi everyone (laughs) 
Hey. Hey, thanks for coming. Yeah, no problem. Always. Yeah, but just hearing him talk now, um a much deeper voice and the thoughts I have running through my mind are just, oh my goodness, how did he get so big? <laughs> and for the three of us, when we're doing our podcast, um, we actually do kind of FaceTime each other so we can see each other. And even though we've seen Haram before, today he just looks extra big. We don't know who we're looking at through the camera yeah, right we now. Don't know we're who like, this is where's Haram? What what happened? Exactly. <laughs> the, the past, just like what six months in quarantine has made a big difference. Yes. Yes. And but not so even. For, really? We saw him. We saw him like last month. I know, but That's I don't true. know. Maybe it's this angle or the darkness in your room. I don't know. You look different. It must be. It must be. He's looking grown. He is looking grown. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be walking down memory lane today. We're going to be, you know, looking at um, the church through the eyes of young Haram Kim. <laughs> uh, before we really get into all that stuff, I wanted us to kind of share our favorite mer- memories with Haram. And I want to go last because mine's like really heart, really sweet and heartfelt <laughs> and I'm going to make myself cry. So <laughs> I can go first because I feel like mine is the least like emotionally touching and significant. Um, I don't really have a particular memory, but I just kind of miss driving Haram home because <laughs> for the past like three years that I've been home from college, um, I was always Haram's ride after our youth events because um, we live right next to each other. Um but I, I was trying to think of like what like my earliest memory was, and I can't remember because Haram's just been in my life for so long. But I feel like I just miss driving home with Haram because those were the end of days that we would all spend at like James's house or or Brian's house or doing something with church. And like at the end, we just like drive back and talk about like basketball or whatever stuff is going on in our lives. And like I just miss those days, and I feel like it's crazy that it's been so long. And soon, you know, I mean, I don't know. Did you get your license already? Um, I'm actually going to take my license test uh, November 18th. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so soon those days of me driving you home are going to be no longer. Maybe you'll be driving me home soon. I don't know. You better. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just, I have a lot of good memories with him. Um, Not any like particular that are shocking, but just, just good vibes all around. You know what's funny when you, when you bring up the whole driving Haram home every Sabbath because it's always funny because I always feel like Haram doesn't know if you're gonna drive him home <laughs> every Sabbath because I feel like it doesn't he doesn't ask you until it's time to go or like mm-hmm. or like ten minutes you know it's like it's getting towards nine o'clock right and then I'm like Harami who's taking you home he goes I'm gonna ask Derek I was like oh okay like. What if he just wanted to hang out more? <laughs> but and I feel like, but then you know, we but now we we like we 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 miss those days where mm-hmm. you know maybe Derek did have to go do something, but he's like, you know what, I'm gonna still take Hadami home. Mm. Um, you know, for me, there's like so many different moments. And Hadam, actually, before you came into the call, we were talking about kind of you know like our earliest memories of you and me and Derek both realized like we don't remember you until like you were in like fifth grade or something like that. Like like, for some reason, all our memory of you as a child doesn't start until, you know, you were like in our Sabbath schools and, (laughs) 
you know, like it just popped out. Or like, where'd you come from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but people swear you've been you've been there. Um, but for me, and you know, we we give Haram oh, such a bad time about this whole story every time. But you know, I have to tell the story. Uh, we went on a retreat. I had a I, I was I was in college, and so Harami had to be like in at least fifth, maybe fourth, fifth grade. He was pretty young. Um, and we went to Soquel and this was like an Asian Pacific, uh, retreat. So all these other churches from the area were in there. And I remember this was like one of Hanami's like first trips with the church. And it you know, he had Joshua with him too. And, you know, they're having a good old time. And so him and it was him and Joshua, uh, me and, uh, Brian Lim, we were, we were both all, we we're all in this cabin together. And I remember, I think it was like, it had to be either the first or second night and, uh, me and Brian were kind of like working on stuff. We're in our beds. It's like maybe like 10 p.m. We're working on our, you know, stuff for the for the next day. And I hear I hear this voice. I hear this, you know, I hear Harami from above me because he's sleeping on the top bunk. And I just hear, guys, <laughs> guys, right? Now, I'm like, oh my goodness, what is happening right now? And Harami just starts freaking out. He he he, he just starts having this panic attack. And I'm like, Harami, what's wrong? What's wrong? He goes, he's just like. I want to go home. I want to go home. And I'm like, you can't go home. Like, like we're here. We're stuck. Like we can't go anywhere. And then I was like, I was like, I was like, just, just breathe. Just relax. Don't worry. We're, we're all just, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go back to sleep and we'll have a good day tomorrow. And I'm like, here, just drink some water. And he takes the bottle from me. Right. And I remember, I think he thought the bottle was already open. So he he puts it to his mouth and he's like, and nothing's coming out because the capsule on. And he's like, nothing's he's like, he's like, nothing's coming out. And I was like, I was like, don't worry. I was like, I unscrewed the bottle. He drank some water and then I think he knocked out in like two minutes. <laughs> like, and you know, that was kind of you know, that was that's like one of my fondest memories of Haram. And you know, me, Joshua, we always make that joke with him, and he's always like, Okay, guys, very funny, but um, for me, you know, on the lightest note, right? Every time I see Hanami, that's like the that's like the the joke that we'll always put out. You know, whenever he's, I'm sure on his graduation day, whether we watch it virtually or we see him later, I'm gonna be giving him a hug and I'm just gonna be whispering, guys, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Um, but yeah, that's my story. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. My favorite memories with Adam are when we always talk about him and we're always embarrassing him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, my, one of my fa- fondest memories, I have so many. Um, so Adam's family and my family, we're very, very close because our dads um, are best friends and they've been best friends since they were in elementary school back, way back uh, when we were they were still in Korea. So, um, you know, we all immigrate here. We are in the same area. So we've been like through thick and thin camping trips so many years, so many summers. And when Hara was born, I think I was just so amazed by just a child being a like being alive, just doing its thing. I was just like so in love with Haram and we were inseparable and it was when he was um learned he was talking a bit so this must have been around two two years old 
<laughs> one to two years old. Um, and our families had just like finished hanging out, doing dinner or whatever it is. And my dad was like telling Haram, okay, Haram, uh, we're going to go home now. Rachel Nuna needs to leave. And then Haram was like, had a really serious face on. <laughs> and he points to my dad. He's like, you, you go home. <laughs> And we were all just like, oh my gosh. And we're like, Hadam, like, do you do you really love Rachel Duna? He's like, yeah. And then a couple of years later, he's like speaking a lot better now. And we just always made fun of how how, how much Hadam and I w- would play together. And they would joke around like, oh, Hadam, like when you get older, are you going to marry Rachel Duna? <laughs> and straight up, Hadam was like, no, I think she's too old for me. <laughs> he was considering it, he though. Was, he, he really thought about it. He was like, no, I think she's too old for me. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, and now it's too late, you know? I know. Yeah, missed my chance, dude. <laughs> but, like, those types of memories when, when he was little and our families being together, those are definitely, like, my favorite moments um, of Haram. So that's very, very personal to me. And now again, looking at this grown kid, I just don't even know who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and growth is definitely, um, I feel like, going to be the theme of this episode. I feel like especially because all of us have been in this church together for so long. We've mm-hmm. all been in here since we were young. Um, but again, like Shane was saying, I really don't remember you as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. And like, I used to go over to your house cause our families were in the same small group. So we'd go over to your house and you'd come over to our house, like literally once a week, but I only remembered Tambi. <laughs> I don't remember you. <laughs> um, but I am very curious since, you know, we've all been in the church together. I want to hear your perspective just on like what you've seen in our church over the years. And I mean, like, how let's see like what has changed the most significantly um there's definitely been a lot of changes but what what has stuck out to you in general um about our church i think from when i was younger i don't well because i was younger i wasn't as involved with the church so like i didn't get to like you know go out with you guys and do like homeless shelter or stuff like that or like do any of the activities that you guys did but like um you know, as I as we as I started getting older, and as um, I was like allowed, you could say, like to these events, like I think I grew a lot more as like a person and like like my values and stuff like that. I don't know about like how, like how the church grew. I, don't, I just okay. So then how about the, how about this then? If you're having a hard time thinking about how it's changed, think about your earliest memories, hmm. right? Let's call, earliest what's memories your has earliest to be VBS, VBS okay. for sure. What parts of the Uh, I don't know, just singing and dancing <laughs> like for like 30 <laughs> minutes and then getting tired and then going to the swimming pool. And then like, yeah, it's just like, but like, I don't know. I, like, I always look forward to VBS though. Like, even though it was like, you know, like we sang and like we danced, like it wasn't like tiring to me. Like, cause I was always like with other friends and like, you know, um, VBS is open to like all like uh, every all the kids in the area. You know, so kids from my school would come up and um, they'd, they'd show up, and then I say hi, and like we get to hang out, and it was cool. And then all the leaders there, like you guys, it, you guys made it like more like fun, like to be there, like Aww. to Woo-hoo! actually like <laughs> like do like the stuff, like yeah, you know. And yeah, 
And then when I became like a leader, like I got to see like what, how hard it was for you guys to like manage <laughs> all the kids and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good learning. Yeah, VBS, VBS definitely though. Like first, like fondest memory. It definitely seems like VBS has a special place in a lot of people's hearts. People who've been serving in churches, I feel like VBS is one of those staple experiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then maybe um, there's VBS, and you did mention like you know other parts of youth ministry, like the homeless feedings. Um, anything else that comes to mind? Like, VBS is definitely one of the biggest ones. I mean, yeah, shelter was really big, like, getting to help out all those people. How did your role in being in the shelters change over the years? Because, like, you were very young when you were coming with us to these events, right? So, obviously, we're not going to be putting you in front of, like, the stove yeah. or, like, the mm-hmm. oven from mm-hmm. the beginning. Like, well, what, 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 what jobs did we give you? Do you remember? I think in the beginning, like... It was just like to help like peel stuff or like <laughs> set stuff like set stuff up or like or like oh like serve sometimes mm. probably because that's probably the easiest thing to do just serve the food, but then like yeah as I get older like you know I can obviously do more things and like be <laughs> held resp- like to more responsibility to do other things, so yeah in that way it's changed like my role I guess at homeless shelters, and like I've also gotten to like like I think when I was younger. Um, I didn't feel as comfortable to like actually like interact with the people there mm. because like you know I just I don't know these people like you know I'm just yeah. coming here to help out with food and then give them food but like I didn't feel I guess comfortable comfortable enough to like actually talk to them mm. and like see what they're going through but I feel like you know as I got older uh, I could like I had more courage I guess to talk to these people and like what they were going through and like it shows like how like privileged I was. Mm. Oh, I am still. I am still privileged to like be in the situa- situation I have, like a uh, roof over my head and food, you know, water, like supporting family. So yeah, just opened up my eyes a lot. That's great. So I'm also wondering because over the years, um, for those who don't know the history of our church. Um, our church, we were a part of a mother church in Mountain View um, called Mountain View Korean SDA Church. And over the years, um, the English ministry within Mountain View Korean had gotten larger. So we actually, as an EM, we um, kind of grew as a company. So we established ourselves as a company and we actually relocated to um, a different location and as a company, renamed ourselves Silicon Valley SDA. And during that big transition, there were, you know, a lot of conversations about who is going to stay in Mountain View Korean, who is going to be going to Silicon Valley. And because it was such a big transition and shift between families, it was it was a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And had, um, how old are you around this when we this transitioning was happening? Was this like last year, right? Or like? Oh no! Or, oh wait! <laughs> oh, the transition the building. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. That the official building? transfer was probably like what three, four years ago. But the okay, building so like, transfer yeah. was okay. yeah, like thirteen, thirteen then thirteen. Okay. Around mm-hmm. thirteen. Yeah. So I'm wondering, what? Because you 
decided to go with the Silicon Valley Church um, while your parents were part of the Mountain View Korean Church. What was your decision process like? Like when thinking, do I stay with the Mountain View Church with my parents or do I go with the Silicon Valley Church? What was that that decision-making process like for you? To be honest, it was not hard at all because I think my parents already knew like he's going to go, he's going to go with the people that he's already been accustomed to for like his whole like life at the church. So mm. why would he like, why would he be with us? Like, and he can't mm. even understand the <laughs> Korean that well. Like, you know, in these, in these like sermons, I'm not going to be understanding these complex, like intricate religious Korean words, you know, and stuff mm. like that. So like, it wouldn't make sense. Like first off, it wouldn't make sense for me like to even really be there. I wouldn't get the message, I guess. Mm. And um, yeah, like there was really no like, doubt in my mind if i was gonna come or not like to move to the sv sda side nice. mm. i guess it definitely yeah. a big part of it was that all your friends and, and your community was more in the silicon valley side rather than um the mountain view korean side so that makes sense yeah and from your perspective during that shift i mean are were you aware of what was going on or did, did it was just kind of like someone just presented information to you and you were just nodding your head and all that kind of stuff because again you were like the thir 13 years old ish mm. right so were you aware did you understand the weight of what was going on during that time um i'd say probably not i mean i don't think i was really focused on that i mean it's only until <laughs> yeah. like yeah i wasn't really focused on like us like moving into different units and stuff mm -hmm. like that yeah. like kind of just yeah like what you said it kind of just like flew over my head mm -hmm. but i'm like yeah what was kind of just like your general reaction like when you hear oh like we're gonna go to a different building like was it a positive one was it a negative one do you do you remember building was like the building was huge like go going like actually like going to a different place like other than like you know the main church to like yeah like you know worship and stuff like that showed me like like the actual like that that's like a physical like you can see that like that's actual mm -hmm. like physical separation between the two groups mm. you know so yeah that hit me harder <laughs> because we have to go like we have to physically drive to a different place to worship yeah who's this we <laughs> who's this we that drove me someone has to me. drive me to <laughs> it was it was me first few weeks yeah it was it was Derek the we was Shane. me <laughs> yeah it was Shane it was definitely more yeah. Shane than me even though I was yeah. right next to Adam <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah i wouldn't be going if it wasn't for you guys honestly you guys have a you guys have a big say in where i, uh, where I would go to if we went to montevideo korean you would have just stayed there yeah, i'd probably yeah i'd probably just stay yeah I'm like, All right, cool. <laughs> yeah yeah but that was like the like that physical like like separation was like it hit me hard because like we're actually going to this building to worship like what i said before already yeah so yeah and i'm moving with like and everyone else is going there too it's like what am i gonna do at the other church like i'm not no one's else gonna i'm not gonna be have, like like you know like a big part of church is like the community like the people around you. not the, not just like the sermons are huge like they're a huge part don't get me wrong but like you need to be able to like communicate with the people as well and like mm. you know like talk and stuff like i'm not just gonna be on my phone the whole day and, yeah. i mean yeah. 
Let's be honest. Yeah. We're all on our phones all day. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like, Whoa. what am I, what am I gonna Whoa. do though? You know? Whoa. Yeah. I said that. I'm not, and I'm not gonna be with my mom and dad the whole time. That's kind of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, no, not like like for church. Like I don't know. It's just weird. Just giving you a hard yeah, time. Yeah, it just it just made sense. Yeah, I'm not trying to hit hurt my parents. I think it's um, I feel like not only for you, but I feel like our especially during covid right we've we've hit like two different transitions in like the span of like two years right like mm. i think was it two years ago we moved into the other building or was it a year ago it was like I two years a year ago was it a year ago i think so well you know because of covid like everything kind of like just mixes together and everything seems longer but anyway so like we we hit that transition right where we we moved into a new building and i feel like we were still trying to get our groove and as we were like trying to hit stride right covid happens Mm -hmm. and then we have this whole another transition right where now we have to worship from home and i think for a lot of people it it probably hit different right uh for us we we do a zoom worship and um if you listen to our podcast and don't attend to our zoom worship definitely should right it's pretty personable and um it's 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 great um but you know for for you Hadami, as a high school student uh i'm sure that transition was was probably one of the bigger ones i mean you know you did experience that transition with school early on in the spring right where you had to go from uh from going to school to in-person learning right and and you experienced that same transition with church but for you as a young person as a high school student um you know and we've had these conversations about how you still come out to church right you still come out to sabbath school you still come out to uh to main worship even and and that's hard right it's shoot it's hard for people you know our age you know derek rachel and our age to even come to um to zoom worship right Mm. even to come to that right but but someone like you how do you come you even come for 10 30 a.m sabbath school right what whether regardless if you're in your bed or not right you're you're yeah. there right <laughs> you're there uh, and so you know my question right is you know what what keeps you coming to church during this you know time of covid right you did talk about community a little bit of that and maybe that's you know the answer you want to give but i'm just curious you know someone that's your age someone that is in high school um you know why is it that you keep coming to church um well i think i mean obviously a big part is you shane like you always oh. make it like Aww. and that's why i asked <laughs> i'm just kidding you trained them carry all. on make it carry. like um fun and like you're always like really like excited or like enthusiastic mm. i guess about things like mm. and like when i i don't know like i feel like you really care and that just makes it like easier for us to like come each week like like to have excitement for like the next upcoming saturday you know like yeah i feel like if it was for a different person not saying like i wouldn't have the same like motive like i wouldn't i would still probably be coming but there's it's like different you know it just hits different you know Mm. but um yeah so definitely you and um like uh, yeah obviously the other people that come like joshua you know sometimes jonah and micah and uh yeah like just catching up with all the other youth uh is is cool like to see how they're doing 
also during because I don't really like honestly I don't really get to talk to them during the week mm-hmm. as much because like that's always actually just for like Saturdays like because we always meet up Saturday you know mm-hmm. so I always usually just talk to them on this on that Saturday but like yeah just see how they're doing especially during these times and um yeah and then you always have something new for us to learn um for us to read like we're doing Hosea right now um so yeah and like you get to like it's not like you you're like you don't like it's not like um what's it called like a dictatorship like you're not just telling (laughs) us like like oh we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do that and then like oh we're gonna learn about this like you like let us have a voice in what we actually want to Mm. learn about um which is you know super important with like everything you know Mm. not just like church but like yeah um yeah so like we get to choose or like you you'll give us like some topics and like or like to choose from or we'll just like think of it ourselves so yeah hosea was like from us like you let us pick that so yeah that's just all of that combined is just what like um makes me continue coming every saturday that's extremely sweet man that was great i know can, i guess we can close it right we there <laughs> Rachel almost cried just now i know i just oh my heart it's the truth though it's, it's really it really is the truth i think joshua will say the same thing honestly and oh, all the other I can keep my job probably, so that's good. Oh, so <laughs> put that in your letter of recommendation. Yes. <laughs> just put that on your resume. You can get hired yes. anywhere. And just kind of like to let you all in on our a little joke or inside scoop. Shane has written many letters of recommendations for <laughs> I think all of us. Maybe not Derek, but for me, definitely for Haram. And the majority of the youth when they needed uh someone to vouch for us, mm. Shane had our back. <laughs> always hey you know the sweetest like of talkers the yeah. sweetest <laughs> of talkers that's yeah. so sweet dang going off of that i'm kind of curious like that's amazing that that shane has provided that for you guys and i think something that a lot of people would be wondering right now um is like let's say you were devising your own kind of like class for people to come to because we're constantly trying to think about like how do you create community how do you create church online and stuff like if you were kind of designing your own class for people to come through and and for you to establish bonds through the computer and through these online services what are some kind of things that you think um, are really important um, in terms of trying to reach out to people and especially people who you know may not come out to church as often as you do and what what do you think are some some good strategies to approach that oh that's a tough question um you know it's hard because like you don't want to when trying to get like people to come like you don't want to poke them too much like like oh come on like you gotta come you gotta come like but you don't want to be too lax with it as well like there's like this i feel like there's like this medium that you need to like find Mm. but like that's different for like a lot of different people though like some people Mm. like want to get poked sometimes like want to keep getting asked or i don't know that's i guess a smaller part of people but and then some people you know will just get like only need once to like only need like one shout out to like come Mm. so it's like i guess it's very different for everyone like what how they're feeling especially now like during coronavirus like even like to compare to like my classes like 
even i'm not that motivated like you know to like even though it's like right here like it's literally right <laughs> in front of my face like this laptop right it's like that that easiness of just um like accessing like my classes makes it i guess um less motivated to go because it's just so easy like it's right there yeah. like you know what i mean so like um yeah so during this time it's like i don't know how people are like if people are gonna react so many different ways and it's just mm. i don't it's just so hard i think once they come though you gotta just like be engaged like with mm. them at all times and like you know just try to make it as like comfortable for them as possible mm. like yeah mm. i think yeah. yeah shane does a good job with that like Aww. making sure we're engaged and stuff yeah. Dang, but I you guys just you guys are the actual shame. leaders mm. you guys are the actual leaders more than how to get people involved and stuff so mm. uh, i yeah i don't think i know too much <laughs> no i mean that's great especially because since you do come out you come out so consistently i feel like you would know kind of what keeps you coming out and i feel like that's definitely something that we can use um for trying to reach out to other people definitely and i think i mean you really just hit the nail on the head how where just as it is easy to turn on our devices and participate in online things like online church or whatever, it's just as e easy to turn it off. Mm. And mm. I think that's why it makes it very difficult for a lot of us to just be like, oh, next time, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And... I'm also kind of curious because there I see so much overlap with um, teenagers and the uncertainty of life and who am I as a person and um, just I I see so many similarities between like newcomers coming to the church and I guess the teenagers um, where there's just a lot of uncertainty and there's just not a lot of stability where like you just don't know what's going on. And you don't know how to feel about anything. Uh, so I guess from that perspective, and this might be a really difficult question for you to answer, Haram, but like in those moments, like when you were unsure of what was going on in your life growing up, what kept you grounded? Like what was it that piqued your interest during those years where you were maybe, you know, going through period i mean you still are going through puberty but more of those questionable years where you were just like what's the point of all of this why am i here you know yada yada typical stereotypical mm -hmm. teenage thing what kept you grounded yeah. during that, that like time? what kept me like staying like yeah devout i guess or yeah. some like going to church well um you know uh again you know it's community right like I'm like I don't think I would be as like active in like our church if it wasn't for the people like already here making it easier like for me mm. like communicating with me like we have great we have pretty good communication too like I think communication is really key in our church mm -hmm. so like yeah that keeps me grounded like not um like that keeps me coming I guess okay. and like like just our like yeah like the community I, yeah <laughs> and and like i have like a lot of talks with my parents too like they always they're always asking me like 
like why why i think like why i'm going or like because they don't want to like you know like when you're growing up like it's always like kind of like this um it's like this like like church is kind of like to many people like this thing that you just go every saturday or Mm -hmm. sunday i guess saturday or sunday you just go to it like because your parents are going to it and it's like just like something you go to it's like just like a schedule like something Mm -hmm. on your schedule like you just go to it so i think when they asked me that like like that question i really didn't know what to say because like i feel like like a majority was like because i was just going with my parents like Mm -hmm. because i wasn't i was never really engaged with someone like you know i'm just Mm paper and i'm drawing on the seat you know like, <laughs> i'm never i was never really that engaged but i think oh i think like one like important shift i guess that like um piqued my interest more with the church was like um doing the slides i think i think nice. like um actually like participating in the actual like sermon and like the actual like what we actually do um kept kept me really involved and like Mm. like yeah not just like going because i'm going not just going because i'm forced to i guess like i have to make these slides for the church so that you know everything goes smoothly Mm. and while i was making those slides i'm you know i still have to concentrate like i can't just like not just watch like i can't just like mm, turn the slides you know, on. I have time. to be yeah, I have to be like <laughs> to, I have to pay attention, you know. And even if, if the computer's glitchy back and yell at you like yes. oh, yeah, next slide. <laughs> you know. Even if the p- computer's like selling me, it's okay. <laughs> you know. I'll take the blame for it, but you know. But honestly, like yeah, the making slides was actually like actually keeps me involved and I actually like to make slides. I don't know. Like, so kind of like, like to find a different ownership. design. Yeah. And like being really yeah. involved in the actual process of of the uh the worship process itself. And I can definitely relate to that because I think it's funny because Shane was doing that back when he was in high school and then he kinda handed that down to me. And then for me it went to Justin and then I think feel like it went down to you. And I think we can all definitely relate to just the fact that you have to pay attention because so many people look back at you and like glare at you <laughs> if you get the words wrong or something or you don't have the lyrics in there. There's um, a typo. There's definitely t- lots of typos in there. So <laughs> I, I feel you, bro. I was right there with you. <laughs> One person. you And you already know who's that. You already know who that person is that's making the slides. Exactly. You're, only look, you're only looking for one person. So it's like... It's not like a mystery, you know. It's not like, oh, who's doing the slides this week? It's so bad, you know. It's every, it's the same person every week, most of the time. Yeah. So. <sighs> we we enjoy, you know, we love giving you a hard time though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even if you were, you had a fantastic slides and there was nothing going on, I mean, I would still look behind me and peek at you, mm-hmm. just because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm wondering how to, um, because for me, I know what my um school experience is like during COVID, during quarantine, um, but that's at an, at an elementary level right now with my fifth graders, and I'm hearing a lot of stories about how difficult it is at the high school level with all of these classes that you have, um. All at once, you have so many periods, so many subjects. 
um, and there's just the amount of work that goes into each one. I'm wondering if you could shed some light on what does your day-to-day look like as a senior in high school during quarantine? Um, yeah, just kind of, can you just shed some light on how that looks? What kind of, just really tell us honestly, how, how much pressure are you under? How much stress is there? You know, actually, so I'm actually taking, I was actually trying to take six classes this year, but like, there's like, it's so hard because there's so many kids that just want to take like that one class and like, it's all through online. So sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't even come like get through like sometimes I know Joshua had that same problem where he was like trying to get that one class and he had to like keep poking to get it so yeah so i actually have five classes this year so it's like not i wouldn't say it's that like hard to manage Mm. uh like so my day-to-day i have um so monday and tuesday and wednesday and uh, thursday and friday are actually like my school days wednesday is like this it's like called like this i don't know what's it's called an outreach day Mm. and you have that outreach day with one of your teachers and from one of your classes like that one teacher is assigned to you on every wednesday like they'll like so, like check in on us to see how we're doing oh wow like not just with school but like i don't know just how we're doing i guess mm-hmm. in general Aww. um but i've seen a lot of teachers be like like with my other uh friends at school like a lot of teachers actually like don't really utilize this day at all like mm. it's kind of seen as like a joke to us because like mm. men, most of the time it's just like um we just sign in and then we just leave like Aww. it's just a sign in. it's kind of like it's kind of like an attendance you know Dang. it's like a sign in for now like even with my te- my teacher tries but like um she really tries i can see i can see her efforts like she really tries to make it um like actually like try and ask how we're doing and try to keep us up, up to date with all our work but, you know, not all teachers are going to be, like, that model, you know? Like, not mm-hmm. everyone's going to be the same. So, yeah. So, that's, like, every Wednesday. And Tuesdays, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays are... Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays are this actual work days. And to be honest, um, the periods are, like... I So, schedule, like, 9, I get up for my first period. 9 to 10, 10 um is the period and then there's like this little break in between 10 10 to 10 50 Mm. like this little um it's like a tutorial Mm. i guess you would call it like but you don't actually go to any class you just you don't actually have to do anything at all like (laughs) you really don't have to do anything Mm. so honestly i usually just eat during this time (laughs) make make breakfast and eat and then from about 10 50 to 12 is the next class and then 12 to 1 is our lunch Oh. And then uh, one to two ten is our the last period, oh. so it's actually really spaced out, like uh, compared to like our act like our regular or back then uh, schedule like in person, mm. um, and then Thursday uh, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays are the same. Mm. Yeah. So in terms of like, uh, keeping up with the workload, I'd say, on my end, it's a uh, fairly, um, easy. Mm. um like i know like compared to other students like it's pretty easy mm. okay. like i don't have too much work you know 
That's good. There's there's still work, but you know, there's just not too much work. You know, it's not like overflowing. Yeah, overwhelming. Yeah, Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, I'm sure, especially for some students, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff at home that they're dealing with. So I'm sure they they -hmm. appreciate the more lenient schedule. Um, I'm curious what it's been like with stuff outside of class because I feel like that was one of the things that was really fun for me in high school was extracurricular activities, whether it's like sports or music or clubs or whatever. Um. Have you been able to do, like, are there any extracurricular activities that you're able to do, like, through online activities or things like that? And I know you're missing out on a lot of different events, like prom or dances and whatnot. So what what has that been like um, in quarantine? Because it's been a while now. Yeah. Um. So extracurriculars are, like, well, I know for sports, they're basically, like, non-existent. Mm. Oh. Like, from friends that do, like, sports, you know, because, like, what we can't do it, like, it's like physically like we can't like i'm pretty sure they're not allowed yeah to like have practices and stuff like that um there's still clubs though like um like there's like there was a club virtual club fair oh um, i i didn't go to it because <laughs> I already, like I, I already have my clubs that i'm already in like every oh, year nice. now so oh. i already have like where i'm going but um yeah there is a club fair i guess and so yeah like in terms of school like there's not that much that they can offer, but I don't blame them because it's just such a hard time right now. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, clubs. Um. They, I, they try to do like the what's it called ASB officers. Mm. They try and do like, <laughs> like stuff with the kids but it's just kind of like cringe i don't know like, <laughs> emphasis on like the try yeah they try but like no i i'm pretty sure no one's looking forward to those you know mm. uh things that they schedule like it's well i definitely don't like i really don't <laughs> care about them i'm just trying to do my work and then just turn it in and study and yeah 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 in terms of school yeah outside of school yeah it's well, I know, like, for, for Good Samaritan, I can't volunteer there anymore. Uh, like, I have piano classes, and they're through Zoom now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, those, and then work. I mean, I still go to work. Like, mm. it's still fine. Like, yeah, outside of school, it's kind of changed. But, yeah, inside of school, I mean, yeah, it also has changed, but. Yeah, they're, they're trying. Yeah, I'm wondering in terms of the social life, because I mean, you are at the age where like you have your own phone, you have social media, and you do have ways to stay connected to your friends. Um, is it still, is it still really different in terms of how you're hanging out, quote unquote, hanging out with your friends during this quarantine? Like, in terms of socializing is it drastically different because i guess in my mind i'm just thinking ah these kids and they're just texting each other all the time Mm. and you know tagging each other on twitter or memes or stuff so in my mind when we're in quarantine we're still able to do a lot of those same interactions so is it very different still in the socializing Um, part actually not as like bad as it would seem for me like when at first when we first um because actually okay so in the beginning of the year um when we had winter break we would go on discord um you know an app the app 
that allows you to interact like you can have a voice chat with like many of your friends mm-hmm. you can just talk and like you can actually stream like what your like games you're playing or stuff like that and like mm-hmm. you can like there's like always there's like a like a text chat mm-hmm. you can text in and stuff so um we actually used that in the beginning of the year to like uh when we had break like that winter break to like talk and stuff before the before um covid hit mm-hmm. so when covid hit it's just like oh let's just hop back in the discord and mm-hmm. talk you know so it wasn't that like different i guess because we're just still talking and we're still playing like games with each other and stuff so i wouldn't say it changed that much i mean obviously it, it i'm pretty sure we'd all like to like be face to face and like talk and like just you know make that face-to-face connection mm-hmm. but um there's not that much of a loss talking mm. just through online mm. i'd say like the socializing is still there like yeah nothing's that much like lost yeah like, you know yeah i've definitely seen a lot of memes about this but this is definitely the best time in history for something like this to happen because yeah. we have so many different ways of entertaining ourselves with like netflix and youtube and whatnot but also staying connected like I know for us, like we've watched movies together, like yeah, virtually. Movie we watched The Last Dance. Um, you guys watched um, what was it? Just Mercy. Just Mercy. And so, I mean, thankfully, like we're able to stay connected in ways that we couldn't have even like ten years ago. You yeah. Know? So, so thankfully, there's a lot of tools that are at our disposal, and glad to see you and your friends are are taking care of that together. Yeah, yeah we actually watched some movies together too awesome which is like through discord like discord like it's one of the best i feel like it's one of the best apps out there like it's it's really versatile <laughs> this is not an ad <laughs> for discord <laughs> by the way <laughs> i don't even know what that is <laughs> alive it's keeping me alive yeah <laughs> yeah uh, shane do you know discord right yeah it's just another kind of, uh it's yeah. like a slack it's slack for you know off work mm, i oh. see yeah 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 i see but we then should again actually, we should you know. get I'm, we we're should not get a church discord it. yeah we're yeah. not with the times as much yeah. as we would like to be i'm just saying if we if we get one it'd be i feel like it'd be kind of nice it'd be what late. do you do on there uh, as opposed to like other messages um is it more for gaming like, oh it's it kind of um not really oh yeah well kind of it's kind of centered toward more gaming like people mm. but like um it's just a open like voice chat like you can like it's like there's always like there's rooms that are just always open like so like with my friends we have like this um server i guess mm. you could say and it's like like it's with all my friends and like there's um different text there's like a text chat and then there's like a voice chat where you can like click into and then you can talk to them um, like you can just pop in there sick. whenever cool. you feel like it that is cool. yeah it's like it's like an always open like facetime oh, like a always open, open door like, policy voice call oh that's actually yeah sick. like you can always just enter whenever you feel like and then someone else will just pop in cool. like because they'll, they'll see you in there and then you can just join them and um there's always like a text chat and um mm. there's um bots like rope like bots that you can get that like you can play music with so you guys oh. can listen to music together. Oh, cool. Dude, that's actually um, really cool. I think this is such a yeah. great community building um, yeah, actually, opportunity, I feel like. 
within our own church because if it's kind of an open door thing like come in whenever mm-hmm. right um check in whenever and uh, and obviously there's things that you can be doing together yeah, i do miss playing among us together <laughs> <laughs> oh, a lot of people play among us like uh-huh. that voice call through discord like oh. yeah dude we should do that it's like you know how we do that through zoom like they just do like they'll just do it through the voice call Oh. oh, were yeah. you mad judging us when we were doing Among Us on Zoom? Because you were like, "Why are we not using Discord?" <laughs> is, that, is that for old people? I don't. I don't. That was actually my first time playing. Oh, so like I didn't. I didn't actually play that before that. Oh, uh. so we were ahead of the time. Yeah. yeah. So you we were actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, wait, we can do this through Discord. It'll be so much easier." But yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, no. I, I knew there was, was no. It was really somewhere. fun. <laughs> No, when we did that, it was super fun, though. Like, not okay. going to lie. It was fun. Okay. Yeah, but there's game. so many things you can do on here. And, okay. like, there's, like, there's like a hierarchy that you can make, like, with your friends. Like, there's, like, different roles that you guys have. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. It's really hard to explain. But, like, once you, like, actually, like, are, like, in it, like, it'll, it's kind of easy. Can we put like, you, you, like, can we put you at the, um head of leadership in terms of that oh. creating a discord community for us that'll be your job even some slide. teachers um with their students have discords <gasps> oh oh rachel but they i mean obviously on. they don't like it they don't like it but oh, no. like the students don't like it oh. well i guess it, it's like yeah is it because oh, students yeah. think it's cringe um like yeah, why do you want to like be unnecessary my business? Oh, okay. yeah unnecessary really mm. but i think the teachers are just trying to like try to find a different outlet that's mm-hmm. easier for the kids because they know like we use discord a lot okay so i i wonder from your perspective and again i apologize for making it seem like we're such old farts when we really are not okay <laughs> we acknowledge that we're still very young it's just we're just not as young as Hadam. Mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and his fine. peers um but you know from me my perspective as a teacher. What are your thoughts really on all of the methods and all the tricks that teachers like have up on their sleeve recently during quarantine to really reach out to their students? Like, you know, the teachers using Discord to, you know, engage with their students. Um, teachers, teachers using TikTok. Yeah, teachers using TikTok mm-hmm. and the length that some teachers will go to to you know really engage with their students how how do you feel about what are your thoughts on that have you witnessed teachers try to do that (laughs) well for the discord thing it's i haven't had a teacher that has used it with me personally i've just i just have to base it off what they felt like Mm -hmm. and they had like generally negative responses to it Um, I can see how the teacher like is really trying, you know, she's um she or he is trying to like, you know, like find a different outlet, like I said before, like trying to connect with the kids in different ways online than just through Zoom, you know, mm-hmm. or just through like the Canvas um website that we use. Mm-hmm. Um so like I can see like their efforts, but I feel like and the TikTok, I don't actually I don't actually like have TikTok, but like I, I think I've I think I've seen some clips of well not clips but like I'm pretty sure there's probably like tons of teachers on TikTok mm. like I don't know like doing their thing you know <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah, like trying to branch out, you know. Mm. But um, you know they're trying, and I I've always th- I think I don't want to say it, but I think there's always just gonna be like this, like this sense of like cringeness mm. or cringe, <laughs> like when an older like teacher or like just like it doesn't even matter how old they are, like just a teacher. Is trying to like intrude into like what you like and stuff mm. and like mm. especially if it's not done like great like if it's, been done, it's either go big or go home and if you can't execute it just don't even bother i just i don't even i think or just you'll just become like a meme or something i don't know <laughs> yeah. that's the hard part about i guess trying to appeal to younger audience is like the fine line between corny and like actually cool is so fine and it's hard to find that distinction and i feel like you wouldn't know unless you're a younger person. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going too well for the teachers. <laughs> we're really trying, but we're really trying. And uh, I'm glad that there are some people like you out there who can, uh, who acknowledge that yeah, at, least at least we're trying. We're trying hard. <laughs> There's some teachers that don't even like, they can't even get to that stage. They don't even know how to use Zoom when, like, because mm. they're just, you know, they're just, you know, too old. Like, they don't really mm. know how to yeah. navigate through those exactly. lanes and stuff. Exactly. Well, so, thank you. you know, it, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I speak on behalf of those teachers out there. Thank you for acknowledging and recognizing. And again, thank you, Haram, for just giving us insight on, you know, just everything that's happening in quarantine as a high schooler, a senior in mm-hmm. high school. Um, and I did want to just, you know, ask a couple more questions about like what you're looking forward to and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, due to time, I don't think we'll be able to get into that. Maybe a part two. Mm. We'll have to oh. do a, a return of Haram at some point because mm. there, as a senior in high school, we do have big things coming up for you. And I would love to get into that at some point. Mm. But again, thank you for giving us your wonderful oh. insight on, you know, church for you having grown up in the church and just sharing your life with us. And I know that, again, these fellows here don't remember when you <laughs> entered their lives, but I vividly remember you entering my life. And it's just been such a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I could go on and on and be mushy gushy, but you know, I'll let you guys take over before I start crying my eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what Rachel said, like, uh, I think maybe a lot of people don't hear from you, Harami. You know, um, there's always, I think there's always a disconnect wherever it may be between, you know, members of our church, whether it's different uh, small groups or fellowship groups or whatever groups that we call them now. And, um, you know, they don't get to interact with, you know, you and other high schoolers. And so I hopefully people that do listen, they get to hear from you and they get to learn about you, learn about you know, your upbringing, um, you know, what you as a senior in high school is going through right now during these times. And then hopefully uh, when we, you know, some hopefully soon get back together, they can be like, hey, I heard your I heard your episode on the podcast and, you know, start up a conversation with you and you build more community, you know, with our church. But how don't we just want to thank you again so much, um, you know, just repeating what Rachel said, all those great things. Uh, I appreciate you complimenting me. That was a mm-hmm. Great timing. We didn't plan that, um, <laughs> but you know, definitely appreciate. It. We all, all three of us, we love you very much, and you know, just the the the, the young man you're becoming, and we love to see it. Uh, but thank you so much uh, for for joining us. We do appreciate it, uh, and thank you for those who are listening. 
Uh, thank you so much for whether you're clicking on, you know, on our on our website, on on an app. We do appreciate you clicking play. We've been getting a lot of plays recently. And so we're always wondering, like, who's listening? Um, you don't have to come forward and, and reveal yourself. But we really, we really do appreciate you uh, listening to our podcast. So thank you so much for listening. If you do want to join us, please don't hesitate. Um, please be a part of it. If you feel like you don't have anything good to say, trust me. I'm sure you do, and we would love to hear from you. So thank you again. We'll we'll see you guys, or no, we'll we will uh, have you in our in your ears. I don't know what else. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll be back again next week. Uh, enjoy this episode, or hope you enjoy this episode, and uh, we'll catch you again. Have a good rest of your day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Stay blessed.